Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal, here we are back for another special episode. You excited? I'm very excited. First of all, this was the 817th episode of this show that we're going to be talking about. I didn't even know they had that many episodes of this show, which is obviously a landmark show, but still I was surprised to read that high number. So the show in which we are going to talk about is none other than Saturday Night Live. Yes. It came out in 1975. Wow. October 11th, to be specific. Do you remember the first episode? If I uh, strain my brain, as my mom used to say, uh, George Carlin, I think, was the first host of the first episode. Am I correct? I'd have to check on that. You might be right. I know he was on there a lot back then. I mean, the show back in those days, Sal, they had like a puppet act. (laughs) They had all sorts of weird things. I mean, this is going back. In fact, the original name was NBC's Saturday Night, Mm. and it was created by Lorne Michaels, and it was developed by Dick Embersall. Now, Lauren Michaels, he left at one point in time in the 80s and then came back, and he's still there today. Mm. And I should tell them the name, if you don't already know, it's The Karate Team. Yeah. It's a pre-recorded sketch that came out in 2016, and that was season 42 of SNL, which is its uh, acronym. And uh, now they're on season 46, so it just never stops. And worth mentioning, only because it really jumped out at me, this episode that we're talking about today aired on December 10th of 2016. It references the All-Valley Karate Tournament, which was what? December 19th. They're only nine days away. I, I was thinking that they could have moved this about the- to the next week. It would have been December 17th, and it would have only been two days away from the All-Valley's original date. And then if we go back to the special episode of The Karate Kid, while we did our crack research, also on the first episode of Let's Talk Cobra Kai, covering season one, episode one, we got into what day of the week that was on. And I remember I I took major issue with the fact that I think it was on a Wednesday. And I was like, who's going to go on a Wednesday? Make it a Saturday. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We encourage you to go listen to those fun episodes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. I I think it's funny that you um have issue with that. Like also you had issue in the Karate Kid 3 when they changed the rules of the tournament where the champion Oof. doesn't have to fight until the final round. Oh yeah, I'm a purist, Sal. I mean, listen, no offense, and this is a spoiler alert for anyone who has not seen Karate Kid Part 3, but Daniel LaRusso wins his second in a row All-Valley title by getting just one point. But I'm not going to put the movie down. I did take issue with that. Hey, we've all got our things. So what can I say? I got upset in Karate Kid 3 because uh, Daniel dresses up in his Hawaiian shirt to go out on the date and then he ruins it with a... Yeah, he ruins it with a hoodie. He ruins a Hawaiian shirt ensemble with a hoodie. That made me very upset. That's right. You were really upset about that. All right. So we open with the announcer played by Beck Bennett. He's fabulous, by the way, on SNL. And he's saying... This is the final round of the San Fernando Valley Karate Championships. They didn't call it the All Valley, so that had to make you kind of happy. That was a shout out to San Fernando. I got to tell you, it did warm my heart to hear that because I'm thinking, here I am, born in Los Angeles proper, but I grew up in San Fernando Valley. To hear that announcer on Saturday Night Live, such a historic landmark uh, show, to hear him say that, yeah, it did warm my heart. It, It did make me smile, I must admit. 
I thought of you immediately. And I thought, wait, something's wrong with that. That's yeah. not all Valley. That's San Fernando Valley. So props to them for keeping it real and not making it some fictional mm-hmm. Valley. It was also not mentioned that it was under 18, because if you think exactly that, that, that makes it even even funnier that that our actors in this scene, namely our host of the show that evening, is supposed to be portraying under 18. So they did not say that this tournament in this episode of Saturday Night Live was indeed under 18. I don't believe it was. No, I don't think so either. In fact, I thought calling it the Karate Kid teen, maybe we meant upper teens, yeah, yeah, <laughs> 18, 19, yeah. close to 20. Yes, adult teen. And the announcer also says, Lahart's been taking his licks. I like how we come in and we see the red mats, which were later changed to blue on Cobra Kai, but mm. this is back to the original. Yeah. I mean, this came out in 2016, still predating Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have in the background, you could see the All Valley board and the trophies and even the framing. You come in and you have the Daniel type on one side, the Johnny on the other side, the same type of geese, just from afar. And you have the ref in the middle with the red shirt on that says referee. So everything looks the same, Sal, but yet it's not. They went with authenticity. It looked the part. It looked great. But please introduce the players because it's not Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence or Pat E. Johnson as the ref. It's not at all. It's different guys. That's correct. And before we get into that, though, I just realized the placement of the roles was reversed. In The Karate Kid, Daniel is on the right, the viewer's right, and Johnny's on the left. In this world, the Johnny Lawrence-esque character is on the right, and the Daniel LaRusso-esque character is on the left. So it is like a, a reverse version. The more I think about this, the more I like that they were on opposite sides, because it's almost like a parallel universe right now. So yes, yeah, they th- this, was, this was a recreation, but it also wasn't a recreation. Now, that's a really good point, Sal. It's a skewed view of Karate Kid, something slightly off, including these new players. So this evening of Saturday Night Live is hosted by John Cena, who's a huge WWE wrestler. And when I say huge, I want to talk for a second about as a toy collector, as an action figure collector to be exact. And I'm out there looking at the world of toys and action figures. I would say that there's two WWE wrestlers that have the most action figures. I mean, you're going to see a new action figure in their likeness at least three times a year, at least. And that is The Rock and John Cena. Wow. I'm telling you, I I have for sure myself, and I'm not even the biggest John Cena fan, I have at least two, three John Cena action figures. They must have at least 20. 25, probably. You know, like they have a lot of wrestlers that they haven't made action figures of. Meanwhile, they're coming out with new John Cena action figures. In fact, they come in all sizes. I've got 7-inch John Cena action figures. I got about a 12, 14-inch, and I got a huge 30 inch John Cena action figure. So believe me, in the in the world of toys, in the world of WWE collectibles, John Cena is huge. And worth mentioning, he was a freestyle rapper. Have you ever seen John Cena do freestyle rap? Look it up on YouTube. It's very funny. Going back about 10 years or so, John Cena does freestyle rapping. Hilarious. So in this scene, we have John Cena, our host for the evening, as Sammy Knox taking on the Johnny Lawrence role. He's got the hair going on. Not his real hair, by the way. Well, what's so funny is that he's portraying the Johnny Lawrence role, and yet he's so buff. I mean, he's so huge. He's huge. It's ridiculous. That's why they probably made this sketch, because it's like, it'll be so funny to see him in a gi. Because, of course, the arms are ripped off, just like all Cobra Kai gis, and he is just, it looks like Schwarzenegger in this gi. It's beyond comical. Yeah. I mean, if you look at fighting today, particularly as it involves weight classes, 
you look at these two guys, there's no way they should be in the same arena, let alone the same uh, the same mat. We then have Mikey Day as Jeffy Lahart. This is in the uh, Daniel LaRusso-ish role. Yes. We have Keenan Thompson. He's identified later as Mr. Johnson, but right now I would just call him in a Miyagi-esque type role because he doesn't get identified until a little bit later. Yes. And then we have Alex Moffat in the Pat E. Johnson slash ref role. So that is our cast of characters, about four of them. There's also, we see at one point, well, I guess we'll get to this. Alley type. <laughs> oh, I, I, wait, I thought that was his uh, mother. I thought that was the Daniel mother type role. I thought it was Alley type and she didn't have anything beyond just kind of standing there nervous. I like how the announcer says, defending champion, human freight train, Sammy Knox. Now we know Sammy Knox is going for his second title, much like Johnny Lawrence and the Karate Kid, and that he's part of Wolf Claw Dojo. Sal, I love this. This is too (laughs) funny. Wolf Claw. And they do this little wolf hand symbols like uh, the claw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, And by the way, they made John Cena, Sammy Knox, just so obnoxious he's always like yeah 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 he's bouncing around he just he's just giddy and he just looks like he's roided up no offense john cena and i just love this so much because it looks like a cobra kai gi but sal it's really not no it's not a cobra kai gi it is a definitely a, a tip of the hat to the cobra kai gi but the thing that's funny and i realize this is that john cena wasn't necessarily just portraying johnny lawrence in this particular role he was kind of parodying most 80s movies bullies who are always like laughing as they're as they're jabbing you, laughing as they're poking you, which, which I think is a funny uh, choice that a lot of uh, movie and TV directors make where they have the bullies laughing right. as they're doing bad things. Because I'll tell you, in all my years of growing up uh, and encountering a bully here and there, they never laughed as they were doing wrong things. They just did wrong things. <laughs> they treated you like crap. But I don't remember any of them laughing. And yet in the movies, they always have the, these guys laughing. So yeah, he's like, ha ha, yeah, ha ha, ha ha, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally obnoxious character. So I guess maybe he's parodying William Zabka in many of his uh, roles as being a bully, besides the Karate Kid. I think also the uh, brother in the Wonder Years, I think, was also oh, playing yeah. sort of a bully type role. I, I'm just starting to think all these guys back in the uh, 90s, back in the 80s, who were, always had these roles where they were these bully type guys. Yeah, for, they're always laughing, cracking up as they're, uh, yeah. you know, socking you in the ribs. No, you're absolutely right. And I should also mention that he's got the black headband on. And these skis do look great, but we'll get into the logo in just a minute. Let's not forget that Lahartsky is also spot on. It's white. It's got the long arms. He's got the beautiful headband. Sal, was it very similar to the headband using the Karate Kid? Because I know you're an expert on that from the Peter Cetera <laughs> Gloria Love video. Thank you for asking, Jason. You know, I did do a freeze frame side by side, and this appears either exactly as the original Karate Kid headband or a close yeah, fascissimo thereof. It was. It was either. It, it was so close you couldn't tell the difference. I would just say this was the headband in appearance for sure. Absolutely. So you could kind of tell the hearts gi had like a little logo on it, which was very Miyagi Do reminiscent. But you just don't get mm-hmm. a tight shot of it ever. But we do no. see a tight shot of the Wolf Claw gi. And Sal, what does it say? Wolf's Claw. No mercy. So we still have the tagline, no mercy, even though this is obviously a different dojo. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. No mercy is alive and well at the Wolf Claw Dojo. So now we get into the tournament. 
actual fighting and Knox blocks Lahart and then he hits him twice. And the ref's like, watch it, Knox, keep it legal. Because I guess he hits him like, you know, like a straight shot to the jaw, which is totally illegal in these tournaments. And Sal, that yep. he's on the verge of being DQ'd there, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I'm no karate expert, but it didn't really even look like he was doing karate. He was just sort of... <laughs> Street fight. Yeah, almost boxer-style uh, bare-knuckle brawling of of block ribs face. He, yeah. he gave him the old one-two. That's what happened here. I mean, I, I not necessarily in karate-esque fashion, but nonetheless, uh, Jeffy falls to the ground on his back. And then he goes on to say... Sorry, I got dork on the floor. Wolf claw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's he's just yeah. juiced up. But, yeah. <laughs> but then he goes on to say what? <laughs> he he yells out, This kid's a virgin. Like he, he pokes <laughs> he pokes fun that, that Jeffy's a virgin while he's there on his back. I mean, just humiliating this guy. I mean, obviously we're learning this guy is not only obnoxious, he's a horrible person. He is mocking and humiliating you as you are on your back in the middle of the tournament. And by the way, the ref, speaking of WWE, might as well be a WWE ref yeah, turning his back totally. on all the hijinks going on. He even says That'll teach you to take karate. <laughs> so he's <laughs> heckling him for even being here. And then I like in the background, though, there's five other Wolfclaw Dojo students. So he's got his posse. And of course, it's just Daniel, which leads me to believe, Sal, if this is the finals, a lot of these Wolfclaws have been defeated. Much like the Karate Kid, Jeffy has bested some of them. Yeah, these are the those extra bonus guys like... Uh... The B-Squad. This is the B-Squad of uh, the Wolf's Claw there. Yeah, the other Wolf's Claw guys have already been uh, put out of the tournament. You know, I got to say, I'm kind of disappointed there wasn't a body bag reference, but... That would have been really good. And then at this point is when we see what I would only call as the Miyagi-esque type persona there. So when the camera goes into the crowd, we see this guy who is obviously Jeffy's coach or trainer... Our sensei. Yeah, I mean, we don't know really know who he is yet. By appearance, kind of looks more like a basketball coach as opposed to a Miyagi-esque <laughs> sensei. So he's there on the sidelines standing next to a woman that I thought was supposed to be uh, Jeffy's mom type, but you believe was Jeffy's girlfriend, Allie type. I think so. But so Lahart is still on the ground after taking those two shots, you know, one right in the chin, totally illegal. And so he looks over to... Mr. Johnson, which is just hilarious, Mr. Johnson. And what happens, Sal? I just got to pause here one second, because we know that this sensei is called Mr. Johnson. We're going to learn that in a, in a few beats. Why would they call him Mr. Johnson? Huh? Jason? Pat E. Johnson. Yes. I mean, they, they totally gave a bow to Pat E. Johnson, of course, our original ref of The Karate Kid and the choreographer of the fight scenes of The Karate Kid, and possibly, right, the, the secondary and third movies as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes. So, Patty Johnson has been a part of this franchise. I mean, he, to me, and we've talked about this on previous episodes, Patty Johnson is, is a mainstay, Yes, is a pillar in The Karate Kid world, definitely to, to Jason and I. Maybe Patty Johnson did the choreography in this pre-recorded sketch. I don't know. Wow. Wow. Well, because if you looked at our ref, also, there were certain moments in time where you could tell that he was attempting to mimic the Pat E. Johnson role. I mean, not unlike the giant mural on the side of the Floyd's Barbershop in Encino, right off Ventura Boulevard, that imagery where you have Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence facing off at the All Valley, and you have Pat E. Johnson there in the center, our actor here portraying the ref 
does a spot on. There's this one moment where his, with his, where his hands are configured a certain way. Boom, that was the Patty Johnson stance right there. Yeah. Also, Mr. Johnson's just kind of a fun name, Sal. I like it. So now we see Mr. Johnson and we go into like a flashback mode because Lahart's looking at him and probably just looking for strength. Much like in the Karate Kid Part 3 when Mr. Miyagi comes over and gives him words of wisdom to get off the mat and go fight the fight against Mike Barnes, a much tougher opponent. Kind of like that, but what happens in this flashback scene? Yeah, in this flashback scene, we have Jeffy now training with this person who we learn is Mr. Johnson. In front of a trophy case, so we see lots of trophies. Also, Jason, I wanted to ask you this. We also see karate belts up on the wall. I'm glad you pointed this out. So if I may interrupt you for one second. Whose trophies are these? We <laughs> yes. know that Mr. Miyagi doesn't believe in tournament fighting. We know he only allowed Daniel to fight in the tournament to really save his own hide and stop being bullied. So if they're really going down the land of the karate kid, well, they were not ever in tournaments. Mr. Johnson believes in tournaments. <laughs> the only thing I can deduce is that in this universe, in this parallel universe, Mr. Johnson and Jeffy leased space from Wolf's Claw Dojo. They are actually in the Wolf's Claw Dojo. Uh, it, it's now their time, possibly like Tuesdays and Thursdays, two to four. Yeah, may, maybe, maybe that's it. And I got to also say that Mr. Johnson wears a members only jacket, which is just great. Nice. So he's got that nice. on during training. And you're right about the belts. <laughs> I made a point of that. I looked at them and was like, okay, you got white, yellow, orange, green, blue, purple, red, brown, black. Okay, great. Yes, yes. And I had talked about on the Karate Kid Part 2 episode that we did, a special episode, I broke down the Hapkido belts because I was kind of shocked when I saw Sato training in his you know, yard, hitting that big piece of wood, and he was wearing a red belt. And I thought, well, this is like the master of everything. Why would he be a red belt? Because in Hapkido, it's red and you go to black. But then I looked up and in certain styles, I saw red is the top belt. Well- Mm -hmm. This place, there's red and then there's brown and then there's black. So this is obviously a different style than Miyagi as well, but I know we're in some alt universe. So in Mr. Johnson's karate, the black belt is the end-all be-all, if you will. Mm. In mine, for instance, it's it's red goes to black. So you're right there on the cusp, but the black is still the alt. And then it's like first degree black, second degree black, and all the way up to like my master's and eighth degree black belt. So it just depends. Well, so I thought it was interesting. They went and got, you know, they did put the belts in order. I don't have a purple belt in my martial arts, but beyond that, all the other belts were accurate. Wow. So Sal, let's explain exactly the type of training that he and Jeffy do, which is to me hysterical. I, I really love this a lot. In fact, I would probably say that this concept that we're going to get into is probably my favorite My favorite part of this sketch is right now. So, Mr. Johnson opens up his hand, revealing a palm full of change. Yeah. And he says, catch only the penny. And you think, okay, that's going to be nearly impossible. But then he motions for Jeffy to lower his headband to cover his eyes. Yes. And of course, Jeffy says, Mr. Johnson, that'll be impossible. I won't be able to see. And Johnson says, listen to the wind. So we know something spectacular is about to happen. And I really, really like this, this idea of, well, because something that I'm into, I don't know if I ever talked to you about this, Jason. I learned this from an episode of Happy Days mm. when Fonzie put the 
stacks of quarters on his elbows. I can do that. Yeah, there was some sort of competition yeah. where they would stack the quarters on the elbows and then catch it in their hand. So I love that game that I originally saw Fonzie do yeah. and members of Happy Days do, I, that I've tried this, I've done this. I think maybe my record is like 13 quarters. Yeah. Anyway, so in this sketch, Johnson has... Jeffy catch not only a penny, but to do it blindfolded. Also reminiscent of catching a fly with chopsticks. Yeah. So this moment, this gag, I loved. He actually says, listen only to the wind. Nice. Very Miyagi-esque. And I got to say, you just dropped in a Happy Days reference, which is a tie-in to Mr. Miyagi, who was on Happy Days for a run as he played Arnold. Yes. And so, yes, this is hilarious. He has a ton of change in his pocket. You know, nickels, <laughs> dimes, quarters, and he's got one shiny penny in there. So what happens is Jeffy prepares for this. So Mr. Johnson has this handful of change. He tells Jeffy, catch only the penny. He throws the change into the air. And holy cow, Jeffy, blindfolded, catches only the penny. He opens up his hand, and there it is. So a magical moment. And now Mr. Johnson says, I think you're ready. Yeah, surprises not only Jeffy, but it also surprises Mr. Johnson. Everyone was surprised. <laughs> Everyone was surprised. Uh, Jeffy's surprised, the audience is surprised, and Mr. Johnson himself is surprised. So now we cut to Knox Sal, and what does he say this time? After this is over, I'm going to have sex with that guy's girlfriend. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah! <laughs> Oh, Oh, it's too much. I love these characters in movies and TV. I mean, I love them and hate them. These characters that are so annoying, and yet we're stuck on them. And he's definitely one of these characters. So annoying in his obnoxiousness as he's bebopping. He he does this hop around technique as he's getting ready to fight. And Lahart gets up, and the announcer's like, I don't know if he's brave or crazy. Which is pretty funny. So everyone's just kind of wanting him to stay down. And by the way, we never mentioned this, but Jeffy is a, a scrawny guy. To see him next to John Cena is, it's absurd just in the way they look. You know, people are like, oh God, he's going to fight him. So that, let's just set the stage there. This is not a match that belongs in anything. You know, if weight classes had anything to do in karate, they would never be matched against one another. I mean, that's a whole other issue. I mean, do do under-18 tournaments have weight classes, or did they have weight classes back in the 80s? Because they sure as hell didn't have weight classes at the All-Valley in 84. No, I've never seen weight classes in karate, and nor have I seen Whoa. ages. Well, unless you're like over 18, but yeah, maybe there's a master's division, but then there's a lot of ages that just get clumped together. Pretty interesting, because I would think that they would have weight classes regardless I mean, because you got some big kids. I mean, I'll, I'll drive by a high school and see some teenagers that could totally kick my butt. Yeah. As we see Jeffy start to get back up, Sammy says, bad move, dweeb. <laughs> you know who this reminds me of also at this moment? Uh, Biff from Back to the Future. There's a good bully for you. Absolutely. Another obnoxious, not, not only a bully, but an obnoxious bully, annoying and irritating. Absolutely. So as Jeffy Lahart gets up, He puts his headband down, pulls it over his eyes. Mr. Johnson, his sensei likes it, kind of a bow there, kind of like, yeah, yeah, this is it. This is the training. We worked on this that one time at the dojo. (laughs) (laughs) So, And so uh, much like in The Karate Kid, when Johnny saw the crane, he was confused. 
or in the Karate Kid 3 when Daniel started doing his kata and Mike Barnes got confused. Sammy Knox is confused. Yeah, Sammy even says to the ref, what's he doing? And the the ref, he motions back, you know, he does the physical gesture like, oh, (laughs) I don't know what what he's doing. doing. It's like an emoji that everyone uses. Yeah, hilarious. So, So Sal, then Jeffy blocks Knox twice, which is like you're thinking, "Uh uh-oh, this is going to work. He blocks him twice. Knox is disarmed. And then, I swear to you, we go into a crane kick setup. Yeah. So it's looking really cool, kind of slow-mo-y, almost reminiscent of, and the No More King Sweep the Leg music video, in which we did an episode on, where they do the crane, almost like something out of the Matrix or Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That little bit of that starting to happen. And then we hear Jeffy say, listen to the wind. He says it, right? And then Sal, what happens? Well, I think this is a classic cinema moment. Yes. Even though it's a comedy sketch. Everything's so perfect, it can only go wrong at this point. It's so subtle. There's a little moment where as Jeffy gets into the crane, Sammy looks over at the ref and the ref gives him the go ahead. He gives him a quick little nod. I watched a couple times to make sure it's it's like this ref is not unbiased. He is not unbiased. I don't think he likes Jeffy much. He probably was a a former wolf's claw himself. So he he gives the go ahead to Sammy. Sammy, oh, this right hand. I would not want to be hit with with this right hand. It's a huge right hand sending Jeffy straight back with his (laughs) pants literally being left behind on the mat. They're left behind there. He goes through four walls, and you can count them, four walls, and they even mention it later. <laughs> now, hang on, hang on. I want to say this. I want to say this because I thought it happens so fast, right? He, he's going back first through these four walls. I thought, what is he going through? I freeze the frame. The first wall he breaks through. It's a restroom. A guy's taking a leak. A guy's taking a, a guy's taking a piss in the bathroom. Then he goes through what looks like a ladies' clothing store, and there's a woman there like hanging clothing. <laughs> And then he lands on the far end of what looks like a commercial kitchen. Like right. maybe they're at a hotel or an event center or something. So there he is laying there on the floor of this uh, of this kitchen. And by the way, this is where we got the good look. Well, a better look anyway. At the bonsai tree logo that is indeed on the back of his gi. This is the one opportunity to see that. I don't know the name of his dojo as what I couldn't make out. So, But it does look very reminiscent of the design. But I even love the announcer. He's like, Oh my God, Knox punched Jeffy LaHart out of his pants and through four walls. Now, Sal, how did he have the vantage point to count the walls? I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it was just hysterical that there's no ambulance or or anybody running to Jeffy. It's just like, damn, that must have hurt. No one's really investigating him. And the way he flew through was really funny. Like, you just see his body get sucked away in such a way. Like, there's pretty good high production value. I got to give SNL credit here. We haven't talked about it enough. But being a pre-recorded sketch, they really went all out and had a real budget here. This wasn't just an SNL skit. You couldn't have done these types of effects. And to have him go through those walls, and that kind of begged the question in my mind, like, wait a second, we're in a gymnasium, and we're at a fight. Okay, there could be a restroom next door, but there's a <laughs> ladies' department store there. And maybe the commercial kitchen makes sense, but like, where is this place? Yeah, what kind of yeah. multi-purpose center is this? Hang on, Jason. I, I just got to tell you this. You mentioned the uh, no medical staff. Yeah, there's no medical <laughs> none, staff. None. But 
let's look back to the All Valley in 84. Johnny Lawrence has a, has a bloody nose. There's no paramedics, and there's not even a cut man there. No. We have his own sensei wiping his bloody nose with his thumb. So the All Valley is not known for its medical care. That's a good point. And Mr. Miyagi had to do his own, you know, special heating uh, apparatus to bring Daniel back. So you're right. But I also noticed, Sal, before Jeffy goes through the first wall of four, I noticed that there was an advertisement for Resolute. And it was customer-focused, athletic-driven. And I'm like, what is that? So I looked it up online, and it was the mats. That's the company that makes the mats. They must have gotten some advertisement for this. So this might have been the same company that Daryl called and Cobra Kai to get them blue mats in the uh, All Valley. Wait, wait, wait. Is that a real company or, or just in the Karate Kid universe? Real company. It was on the wall. Oh, wow. If you go back and look at Jeffy going through, it's on there like mm-hmm. three or four times. And I was like, what the heck wow. is Resolute? So I hope I'm saying that right. But yeah, there you go. Those mats, the karate mats that we all love so much. Yes, they are nice. They are nice mats. So for that hit, which was legal, because it wasn't in the <laughs> face, not a headshot, Knox gets a point. So, Sal, mm-hmm. thus far, we have seen one point scored. Yes. Okay. Oh, I know what, I know what we're getting at here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a purist when it comes to fighting in the karate world. So, we've seen one point. And I know when we first came into this fight, it had already been happening. And I had already mentioned what the announcer had said earlier was the fact that Jeffy's been taking his licks. So... I don't know what the score is at this point in time, but we've seen one point thus far. So now, Sal, what does LaHart begin to do after kind of shaking off the dust from getting knocked through all the walls? Well, Sammy is there gloating, getting uh, props from his teammates. No mercy. Yeah. Yeah. And next we hear, hey, Knox. And Knox turns around. And who is it? It's Jeffy climbing back through the wall. He's crawling. <laughs> He's crawling on his hands and knees. Pantsless, by the way. <laughs> He's, I forgot that. He's not wearing pants right now. He says, he, he says, is that all you got? And the crowd reacts like, oh, whoa. Yep. And Sammy's like, you got a death wish, dork. <laughs> oh, my God. Mr. Johnson is like. No, he doesn't want Jeffy to get back in this fight under any circumstances. Yeah, I think that uh, Mr. Johnson is surprised they made it this far yeah. and is giving him the advice to call it a day. <laughs> and then the ref is even like doing the hurry up because <laughs> Jeffy's crawling really slow and the ref's just like, all right, all right, all right, all right enough. Let's just get this thing going. <laughs> As Jeffy gets his bearings and he makes it back in the ring, he starts to tell Sammy what? Jeffy is all about this, I would say, high level of martial art consciousness, the spirituality of the martial art. So he says, what you don't know about a warrior <laughs> is when a warrior gets knocked down. He w- And we don't even hear that last word. Because Knox right punches him again in the gut, this time sending him all the way backward through the holes in the wall, the previous four walls, but now out through a fifth wall. The fifth wall, yes. <laughs> the fifth wall. Against, talk about breaking the fourth wall and the fifth wall, against the broadsides of what looks like a white Honda Accord. Right. He just hit his back to the door and he's there sitting against his car 
in a broken heap, and the ref says, point Knox. So Knox gets a point for this. <laughs> yeah, it's the level two of the parking garage, to be exact. And yeah, I love the fact that Jeffy was just going to come back like a warrior, probably say something like, warriors never quit, or whatever the heck he was going to say. But <laughs> Knox got the green light, legally hit him, got his second point. And Mr. Johnson's like, I got a thing I got to get to. He's out. Meanwhile, not checking on his student for the second time, nor is there anyone else going over there. I don't see the alley type running to him. Nothing. But now we've seen Knox score a second point, and we hear the announcer say, if LaHart can't come back, it'll be another victory for Wolf Claw Dojo. And so that leads me to believe that there's only been two points scored, none in the broadcast that we didn't see. Oh, I see. Yes. And so essentially, if I'm not mistaken, Lahart's DQ'd. Yeah, yeah. So in other words, that wasn't the winning blow necessarily because Jeffy could have come back. So yeah, it was It was a sense that it was a, yeah, it would have been a DQ, right? Or would it have been a TKO? What would you have labeled that? Mm, well, this is just a karate tournament. This isn't a boxing match so if you don't get that third point it's not like tko and ko and no it's i think it would just be dq'd win for wolfclaw sammy knox back-to-back champ because the reason he doesn't come back sal is because jeffy lahart is out for several hours yes yes that's what we learned because now now we see sammy walking out toward jeffy as jeffy's laying there in the heap against the car and this trophy, holy cow. Oh my gosh, like six feet tall. <laughs> it, it is basically two trophies. If you look at the size of the original All-Valley trophy, this is like basically two trophies, one on top of the other. And Sammy looks at Jeffy, says, what the hell? And Jeffy says, oh my God. So he comes to out of unconsciousness. Oh my God, how long have I been out here? <laughs> and, and Sammy says, oh, this is hilarious. Like it's, it's Jeffy's fault. Sam says, look what you did to my car. You're going to get it, you little fart wipe. I love that phrase, fart wipe. Oh, my God. And and I like that he blames Jeffy for the damage to his car. Totally. Meanwhile, no one's checked on Jeffy, not even right away, but like ever, (laughs) ever. No one went out there and said, this poor kid. And yes, the trophy is six feet tall, no less. And by the way, Knox is showered dressed. He's hung out with all the wolf claws and he's had a good old time. So yeah, it's been a long time since he got knocked out to the parking garage. But then he goes into classic. He's going to get punched again and we go to black. Yeah. Ah, uh, very very funny. And and way way over the top. Definitely at this point and looking back, even more uh, over the top than the No More King sweep the leg. Yes. Yeah. Really, really silly and ridiculous. In all the right ways, Sal. Yeah. I definitely liked it. And and this is one of those things. I mean, I'm I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of needing to watch things more than once to really appreciate them. And now that I've watched this a few times and now dissected it with you, Jason, I'm going to watch it again. I'm sure I'll even appreciate it even more. And, and it's it amazes me that things can actually become funnier. You know, I think in my head that you reach this peak of funniness once you've seen something a couple of times and it's not going to get any funnier years later, but things can actually become even funnier because you see all these little hidden 
things that that come out, whether it be the ref giving the, the go-ahead or whether it be the Mr. Johnson character saying, I got to get out of here. These, these tiny little things that you can latch onto, which are absolutely hilarious. Absolutely. I mean, Mr. Johnson telling him to put his headband down. That's a great shot. The ref even doing the little subtlety of like the hurry up killed me. Like, hurry up, hurry up. Come on, let's go there, Jeffy. <laughs> no mercy for Jeffy was hilarious. And then when Lahart's going to give his speech, that just kills me every time. What you don't know about a warrior is, you know, he's going to give this big thing. Or the fact that he's the one saying, listen to the wind. Like he has to verbalize that to Sammy before he gets knocked through the walls the first time. So yeah, a lot of funny stuff in there. Even the crowd, if you look at them again, they have these little wolf claw signs. Oh, signage, I missed that. Yeah, which is great. That. So great. really, really funny. It made for a, a, a wonderful pre-recorded sketch, high production value, tons of fun. And I'm glad we discussed it today. A lot of tie-ins. And of course, this is pre-Cobra Kai, as I said earlier. So these guys just said, hey, wouldn't it be funny to see John Cena be like a Johnny Lawrence type? And then they ran with it and they executed it brilliantly. Yeah. The first thing I want to mention is that this is not the first time Saturday Night Live has delved into the Cobra Kai Karate Kid universe. This is the biggest uh, homage to the Karate Kid universe. I also want to give a shout out to uh, John Cena because I know him as a wrestler. Yeah, and I know that he did some sort of a freestyle amateur rapping in the past, sort of in with a humorous slant. Uh, but he was really good in this role. Very funny, over the top, silly, annoying. He did a really great job playing this uh, Johnny Lawrence esque '80s bad guy bully. He does a really great job, and I say that because he was so annoying. And I'm not the kind who gets annoyed so easy by by a person's personality within 30 seconds. But this guy annoyed the hell out of me. He did a really great job. And his hairpiece should get props as well. I don't think we <laughs> properly described it, but it was the Johnny Lawrence, or the Jason Connell, blonde, sweeping hair, but it was just like this big, bushy hair on him, which just looked out of place, but it was its own character. And that guy is truly intimidating in a gi, I got to say, Sal. I would not want to run into Sammy Knox in a tournament. No, definitely not. Reminiscent of a... I forgot which Bruce Lee movie it was, uh, Enter the Dragon, possibly, where he fights that real buff guy. That, oh, yeah. The, the, Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Bolo Young. Yeah. That's who he reminded me of here. Just like, you would not want to take this guy on. That's for sure. No. No matter what, you're going to take your licks, much like Jeffy Lahart did. <laughs> so, I hope uh, Jeffy finds his footing and makes it home safely and uh, continues to practice karate. And I'm sure the Wolf Claw Dojo is piling up hardware at each and every tournament. Probably safe to say. And I also think, based on the quality of this sketch, uh, they could probably do a Karate Kid 2 and a Karate Kid 3. I mean, I don't know if it's a little, a little late in the game now, but hey, this is 2016 when they parodied Karate Kid. So surely a couple years later, you can do Karate Kid 2. I mean, You mean the Karate Team? Too. Oh, okay, okay. So yes, they would do the Karate Teen Two, which would be a parody of the Karate Kid Two. Yeah. Imagine a comical version of this type of world taking place in Okinawa. I could totally see this. A lot of Sato running around. Uh, uh, Jeffy, come out, Jeffy. Uh. Sato, too much, and some chosen. Throw some chosen in there. That'd be fun. So yeah, that'd be great. Uh, and maybe Terry Silver could come back for the the Karate Teen Part Three. I'm looking forward to it. And you know what? This makes me want to check out Saturday Night Live once again. Absolutely. So thank you so much for listening, and we greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcast. 
And you can also follow us on social media at Let's Talk Cobra Kai. And please message us if you have any comments or questions. If you'd like to become a Patreon supporter of the show, just search for Let's Talk Cobra Kai. And if you're just curious about our other shows, please visit JustCuriousMedia.com. No mercy.